good afternoon. Police are investigating the deaths of two women in separate incidents in Sydney. Detectives have been called to a unit in Marylands in Sydney's west where a woman's body was found last night. A 38-year-old man is being questioned by police. While in Mascot, a 59-year-old woman is dead after being stabbed in the chest. Her 61-year-old partner has been charged with murder as Isabel Mullen reports. Well, a tragic set of circumstances here in Mascot. The residents of this unit block left reeling after a woman was allegedly stabbed to death by her partner. 59-year-old Lisa Fenwick lost her life on Easter Sunday, stabbed multiple times in the chest. The alleged perpetrator, her partner of 13 years, Tony Erickson. Not necessarily friendly, keeps to himself. Um and yeah just walks the dogs yeah that's quite a shock to me <laughs> yeah it's really rare to see them yeah stabbing is is very is very daunting to hear as well yeah. like it's uh yeah, like it's, it's quite surprising. Tony Erickson was arrested at his Church Avenue apartment just after 6pm last night. Police believe the alleged murder took place in a 50-minute period between 5.20 and 6.10. Detectives swarming the apartment today. A friend of the couple paying tribute to Lisa, saying she was a beautiful, sweet lady, gentle, softly spoken, sweet, interesting and funny. While another friend described the couple as just the wrong combination of people. Facing court in Parramatta this morning, Erickson appeared emotionless and charged with murder. He didn't apply for bail. If convicted, Erickson faces the prospect of life in prison. He'll face court again in April. Firefighters had to overcome water supply issues while tackling a high-rise apartment blaze in Darlinghurst last night. They also confronted choking smoke with one fireman taken to hospital. Tom Hartley is at the scene in Oxford Street. Well, most residents have been able to return to their apartments now, except for a few on the top levels. There's a lot of damage to one apartment in particular on level 15, and when you see videos of the fire, you can really understand why. It started around 5pm and was under control around an hour later, and witnesses told us it was ferocious. We just grabbed the, the passport, the laptop, and, and came outside, but no, the alarm on this side of the building didn't go off. Hopefully every, everyone is safe. Now the firefight was intense too, really testing the skill and logistics of the crews. They had up to 70 firefighters from 16 trucks working at any one time. And the biggest challenge was getting water all the way up to the 15th floor. The crews when they arrived, uh, they were confronted by a, um, a unit that was totally involved with fire. Uh, we also suffered from some issues with uh, water supply and uh, pressure. They were here quick, but it took about 25 minutes to get the water up there. The other hard part was getting people out. Around 200 residents were evacuated, forced out into the street. Many more were kept in their apartments with firefighters working around them to keep them protected. Right up on the top floor, we're told one firefighter stayed with two elderly residents for the duration and suffered smoke inhalation as a result. Now, the residents have been cleared by paramedics, but he was taken to hospital for observation. The only person that's required transport is the firefighter with some smoke inhalation. There's no indication yet what the cause of the fire was, but police and fire investigators have been here all day. and We expect they'll be here for quite some time. Anthony Albanese has been invited to the next NATO summit in Lithuania as concerns grow about China and Russia's close ties and what that means for security in the Indo-Pacific. Political reporter Rachel Baxter has the details from Canberra. 
Good afternoon. Four Asia-Pacific countries have received this invitation, including the leaders of Japan, South Korea and New Zealand and now Australia. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has been asked to attend this summit, which would be held over two days in early July. Dubbed the Asia-Pacific Four are not members of NATO, but they are seen by NATO countries as maintaining peace and stability in the Indo-Pacific region, which is seen to be under growing threat due to China's military muscle flexing around Taiwan and use of trade sanctions as political coercion. It also comes amid concerns over how close China and Russia are becoming. It's unclear whether the Prime Minister will attend the summit at this stage. He is currently on a week's leave. It is critical that the Prime Minister of Australia uh, attends that meeting and that he continues to show the support that the government has for some time for Ukraine. We cannot ignore the growing presence of China in our region. Attending the summit will not be particularly new. It's what might happen afterwards and whether or not this will simply inflame the Australia-China relationship. Meanwhile, French President Emmanuel Macron has sparked outrage over comments Europe should reduce its dependency on the United States to avoid getting involved in any conflict between Washington and China over Taiwan. It's understood he made the comments after a three-day state visit to Beijing where he struck a range of business deals for French companies. The NATO invitation comes as China embarked on a third day of live fire drills near Taiwan. Beijing has sent dozens of warplanes and 11 warships towards the island after Taiwan's president visited the US. David Boywood has more. Good afternoon. Yes, Taiwan is on high alert as China simulates what it is calling joint precision strikes on the small island. Tactical manoeuvres swarming the Taiwan Strait for a third day dominating the skies and seas with a vision of what could be this graphic broadcast on state-run television showing a barrage of rockets firing from mainland China, two of them hitting the small island target. China's military and PR machine say it's designed to achieve victory and that's concerning America. This recent meeting between Taiwan's president and the US House Speaker Kevin McCarthy seen as provocation and likely fuel for this military display. Congress now fearful democratically run Taiwan hasn't been given the military firepower it needs. How would you assess their defensive capabilities right now? Uh, They're not where they need to be. Um, If we're going to have deterrence for peace, uh, we need to get these weapons into Taiwan. A tense standoff between the Taiwanese and Chinese navies remaining peaceful. The blockade designed to cut Taiwan off from crucial supply routes. Right now, though... It's just a simulation, and the hope is it stays that way.